the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 52 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my weird face-making friend, co-host, Will. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm halfway through uh, my frosty beverage already. Yeah, I'm well over halfway, and this is going to be a fun show. So we're just, speaking of which, what are you drinking? I am drinking... I didn't say the thing. We're enjoying our usual frosty beverages. You know that. It's We're day drinking again. It's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Friday day drinking. <laughs> You don't have to work. Day drinking is really fun. It's Friday. You ain't got no job today. Uh, here we go. You don't yeah. got S to do. It's loud. Okay. Cool. Continue. I'm drinking Newcastle, the one and only brown ale. Nice. Uh, let's see. We recorded a show earlier. I'm drinking Drake's Denogonizer. Um, that is an Imperial IPA. It's about 9.75% from Drake's Brewing Company. I like it a lot. Yeah, he's pretty much had a nipple on this thing. Well, look, I'm about to finish it because we're in our main deal here. And I also have an old but oldie but a goodie, one of my very favorite IPAs of all time, uh, Dogfish Head's 90-Minute IPA. Ooh. It's very good. Um, so before we get started, are we there yet? Are we there? Is that where we're at? That's where we're at. Are we starting? We're starting. Just kidding. Uh, so if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, and Google Play. So of course, you know, give us positive ratings and stuff. You know, and despite, and I was going to bring this up in our Swotor um, shout outs, but Master Lou put a nice tweet out saying, please give us a rating. And no one did. So great but we still have a perfect score which is good does that say more about us or more about master lou it's hard to say <laughs> <laughs> just kidding lou but we, we, love you. but we love lou so anyway keep them coming uh let us know uh what, what can we can do to get another rating from you which would be nice yeah that would be nice yeah uh we do have the timestamps in the show notes for non-sotor fans we don't have a lot of sotor or star wars this week but a decent amount of pop culture so it may be a shorter show than usual but you know like here's the thing um we're here every week so it is what it is and uh so we have patreon.com slash usual podcast uh we'll do another drawing in a few episodes probably episode 55 um maybe we might stretch out to 60 depending the old um, double nickel yeah we okay we like to get a, <laughs> <laughs> we really would like to get some more patrons so of course a buck or two an episode if you think we're worth it uh pippy's long stockings my wife's shop will give us we'll give you some stuff some socks i'll send you some beer if you support us in a big way uh for a few weeks 10 bucks an episode about there they just remodeled and we did and and it's very exciting if you don't follow pippy's long stockings on facebook uh do that um or on instagram of course it's perfect and you can see what we do. My little shop, you know, we've owned it for going on 10 years now. So Yeah, and you can get some uh, some great uh, Geek and Pop Culture socks. They've got some oh, great absolutely. Star Wars stuff. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite sets, I think I mentioned this probably about 20 episodes ago, but one of my favorite sets of socks you guys have are the, it's not a pair of socks, it's three socks. Oh, and yeah. It's, and it's famous historical threesomes. Oh, yeah, those are good. So it's like JFK, Marilyn, and Jackie O. It's Frida and uh, Diego Rivera, I think, and somebody else. And it's really kind of cool. So you can mix and match who your couple is. Yeah, and since we don't have an online store currently, uh, which, you know, we're working on something, but the the we've also got those new stance socks, which are sports, uh, the sports socks, um, with sports players, old you oh, know, cool. Magic Johnson, right. stuff like that. Oh, on, right, right, right. Which are pretty cool. Um, but we don't have an online store, so the best way to get some cool stuff, um, you can even request it. I'll, I'll do that. Be a patron. Let us know. Seriously, be a patron. Check us out on Facebook and uh, make some choices. Indeed. Uh, so audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Uh, I have a new recommendation this week. Really? I'm almost done with it. It's 25 hours. Seriously. That says what I've been doing this You've week. been talking about this like nonstop for a couple of days now. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, the name Brandon Sanderson has come up a lot. Um, you know, he's a, he's a great writer, but I've never read any of his stuff. And so I was looking through his catalog of things and, you know, he's written some sci-fi and some other stuff, but the fantasy was more what I was focused on because I do write fantasy and I always like to see what other people are doing. So I found the Mistborn series. He's written four or five. I want to say by now, uh, maybe six. But I'm reading the first one, almost done with it. Uh, the first one is Mistborn and, uh, by Brandon Sanderson. And it's, I can't recommend it, highly recommend it. It's really, really good. Um, it, he does this 
interesting take on the way magic works. It's like a metal-based magic system, which is pretty neat, though. Uh, very cool. And I actually have a, a different suggestion. I have been suggesting the Steve Barry book lately, but um, you and I were having an interesting conversation about uh, books that are taught in school, and uh, yeah. and I uh, was mentioning a, a book that I love that's in the Clive Cussler Dirk Pitt series um, called Trojan Odyssey. So I just cool. highly recommend that. It is available on Audible, and check it out. Uh, Clive Cussler is basically romance novels for men because it's, <laughs> it's basically got cars and fights and it's like Bond, but in the water. It's really, really cool stuff. Cool. If you remember the old Matthew McConaughey movie, Sahara, that movie is, which is still fun, does not do the books justice. Okay. And this one's very interesting. It talks about the possible origins of the Trojan War. So nice. it's very cool. Uh, and, and honestly, but, uh, honestly, what, what is interesting about this, what our listeners need to understand is that you can enjoy these books for free for free on us. As I said, uh, last week, we have two other affiliates that we're, that we're working with. Um, and it's again, all of this on our support page. I'm going to do these next two very, very quickly. But again, I just want to put out there, there are other ways to support our show. If you like what we do and you need glasses or you like video games, I mean, it's just ways that you can help us out. Um, and get what you need as well. So we have Warby Parker, which actually, uh, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you've definitely heard this name before. Um, they do their home try on, uh, program. You can get five pairs of, uh, five, I almost said socks, five pairs of glasses, uh, shipped to you for free. Try on the frame, see what you like, send them back, um, within five days. Um, they do prescriptions starting at 95 bucks. And their tagline is they should not, the glasses should not cost as much as an iPhone. Um, and the ones I'm wearing right now are very, very expensive. And I wish I'd known about Warby Parker before I'd done this. So yeah, I'm actually very stylish as well. Yeah. I'm actually kind of excited because uh, now that I've got a job that has insurance and stuff, I have vision insurance and it's time for me to get some new glasses. So I think I might be taking part in the, uh, the Warby Parker. Totally. And I'm going to do the same thing when uh, I'm going to need glasses soon too. So definitely check it out. Links on our supporters page for sure. And then we also have Gamefly. This should be well known to most folks. It's basically the Netflix of gaming. So, you know, what, depending on whatever system you own, console system, uh, you can get games and you get a third day free trial using our link. So, you know, one thing I'm curious, is it only console games? Yeah. Because uh, PC games work differently. So like, and, but the, the upside to this is if you have an Xbox or PlayStation or PS4, or Xbox One, that kind of thing, the, the, the cool thing is they give you discounts on used games. So if you have a game that you're playing and you don't want to send it back, but you want another one, um, and you want to buy it, they give you a pretty deep discount, which is pretty nice. That's cool. I've used Gamefly in the past before. I don't use it currently because I don't have any next gen consoles. Um, but Gamefly is worth it, man. It's, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, and you, the upside to it is you don't really get burned by paying 60 bucks for a game and then being like, well, this game's dumb. And right. then you're 60 bucks out. You just send it back and get another one. Exactly. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. I just uh, wish I had a console. I don't have any. Yeah. I don't play that many console games right now, but those of you that do, I know a lot of people in our gaming communities do. So use the links on our support us page and, you know, check it out on us. You know, it's kind of funny. 30 day free trial. It, it made me think of uh, in an old episode of Friends mm-hmm. where uh, Phoebe, you know, who sings in the coffee shop, she goes, and if you want to join my mailing list, then please give me money so I can buy a computer. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So I'm done selling stuff. Do you want to get to Star Wars The Old Republic? Absolutely. I could always uh, go for some Star Wars The Old Republic. Word. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. God, I totally had to cut that out of the last show, by the way. You just can't look at it the same I can't again. look at you ever again. All right. So anyway, welcome to the Star of the Sotor section. So here we go. Uh, our community shout outs. I did mention Master Lou a minute ago. We love Master Lou. He always has a nifty little tweet for us uh, yep. when our new episodes come out. And he asked for you guys to, so, you know, uh, I mean, give us a rating. You didn't. So screw you guys. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so Old Republic Radio also gave us a shout out in the latest episode. Uh, I love those guys over there. Um, they've been kind of doing every other week lately, right. but they gave us a, a, a shout out for episode 50. One of the guys on there is like, Oh, they also said it was their year episode. Maybe they skipped a couple weeks. I, said, <laughs> I, I, I laughed out loud and I think I texted you or said that to you when we had lunch the other day. I was just like, yeah, but we've published like 60 something episodes yeah. and this is like our 64, 65th, depending on when I put out the real reviews are recorded. But, um, 
Although this is episode 52 of our main show, technically our year episode, we have more episodes than that. We just have spinoffs and, and yeah, we spin offs. We have the three kind of Comic Con specials. Exactly. And- so, you know, we've published, you know, we're getting close to 70 episodes right now, right. but this is 52 of our main show. So, um, this is, I mean, kind of one year anniversary. Yeah. But one year and two weeks. Yeah. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, but thanks guys. We appreciate the shout out. And, Absolutely. <laughs> and then of course I wanted to mention Bad Feeling Podcast episode 102. Um, the main reason I'm bringing this up, well, uh, there are three reasons. Uh, the last one I'm going to get to in a minute because I'm like, angry. Are you ready? Have you listened to their show yet? One or two? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this. I, right was, now. I was saving that for for this weekend because uh, okay. I want to find out how angry they are at us. They're not. So here's the one thing. So that's the third thing. So uh, they did an uh, impromptu I wish segment right. on their show, which I thought you would like because they started talking about uh, identical item stacks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like stackable storage, but it's I'm not. Getting, sta- I'm getting converts. It's not stackable storage per se, and they didn't mention you. But it was more of like you know, you know how you get all the Nico Okar uh, blasters, right? Like, why can't right. I just have them all in one stack? Right. Like that was one of the that I I've wishes. Got that- Twelve of them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we have a million of them. So there was that, which I thought was funny. They live in Austin, right? And so last week or this week. They actually went to Bioware Austin and they finally were let in the door. Huh? Well, second time, but they got to play the new Warzone. Oh, what'd they think? Uh, listen to the episode. It's it so far. Brian says it's his favorite one. Um, it takes, uh, it's one of those war zones from what I understand. It's a war zone that takes, how do I explain this? You know how like in older on civil war, like if you're losing, you know, halfway through, you're going to lose because there's no way to come back. This okay. one, this one, they're, they were saying that there's a way to win at every point, which is neat. Oh, but also, you're going to have to know your stuff, too. Right. And I'm excited about this because I love King of the Hill style combat. So And it's cross-faction, too, right? Exactly. And so what that means is you can have you know Jedi and Imps on the same side, which is the first Warzone of its type. And so what I'm kind of thinking, too, is what I think would be neat is when they launch this or just after if they change all the war zones to this because it, it does match up story-wise right you know what i mean so yeah it is what it is but i thought it was kind of cool they got to uh they got to play it Fine. so yeah good good for them so screw you guys yeah great yeah. i live in austin Ooh, i get to do all kinds of cool stuff Ooh, yeah. yeah so speaking of our feud um they obviously don't listen to our show because they didn't hear us calling them out and i actually tweeted them too i tweeted them and i said it's on you know, and put their name in the thing. But, Hashtag Swotor Family Feud. You know, here's the thing. They retweeted and then stuff, but they didn't listen because they didn't call us out. But that's okay. Uh, we love you guys, and we don't have to continue the feud. I just thought it was fun. We win! Yeah. <laughs> and what that means is we win. <laughs> I like, which, being, I like which, being a winner. Which makes you guys lose the hairs. Well, you heard it here, boys. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know where you're going to go from here, you know? I mean, sure, you got to go to Bioware Austin, but you Lost. Lost. Losers. Losers. <laughs> I guess that's the best we could do. Huh? Yeah, we uh, we really don't have anything to go. We don't have anywhere to go from this is, there. This is some feud. <laughs> All right, man. So let's get please, to our... <laughs> please like us. So stupid. Please, please listen to our podcast. They don't. They don't, they don't <laughs> care about us. Um, actually, might be recording with them this weekend. GGC is supposed to be happening, Um, but we'll see. It keeps getting moved around. We'll find out. All right. So weeks in game, what'd you do, buddy? I got on and... uh I was doing, I decided to start chapter 10 with my uh, bounty hunter until I realized that I still hadn't done the uh, Dr. Loken uh, one. So I went ahead and got uh, HK55 and then I, well, I can't do the Blizz one because I was hoping to do Blizz because right, right. it's my bounty hunter, but I hadn't done Dr. Loken yet. And then I was like, oh, okay, so I'll start Dr. Loken. I got halfway through and realized, all right, well, Rackle event's over. I can't go down <laughs> to the tunnels to finish it. So now I have to wait. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically. Basically what I did, I redesigned my, uh, how I'm doing my storage to start making room for, for level nine, uh, stacks. Nice. Um, yeah. So that's basically what I was doing is redesigning my, my legacy storage. Cool, man. Um, I did that, but also, uh, I've been working on, um, getting more mats and doing a little crafting. I've, I've dabbled a little on the synth weaving side, made some 208 augment, uh, not augments, 208 armorings, which was a kind of cool. Put a bunch of those in my legacy storage so that, you know, my, um, my other tunes, I can have them, you know, have their 208s, uh, which I thought was kind of neat. It was easy to do. And then as kind of a time killer, because I finished the Blizz thing, finished HK thing, finished the story on my main, I was like, oh, I'll just, uh, I want more mats. 
So I went to Yavin on like three different tunes and just wandered around collecting mats and then converting nice. them to, epi- uh, to, uh, you know, MK9s, which, which was actually a little more entertaining than I thought it would be, only in that I could do something else while I was doing that. Right. And it was, it was kind of cool. I was watching shows or listening to podcasts or something and just wandering around collecting mats. And in an hour or so, uh, if I was really not paying attention, I would have no less than 200 and something of, Three different deals. So nice. that was pretty cool. We should talk about, uh, oh, and, and I was like, oh, I'll get my sniper and, you know, start doing some, uh, you know, slicing mats, you know, uh, MK9 slicing uh, augments and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, uh, he was 55. <laughs> so I started having him, him up a little bit, um, which was too bad because he was 55. He's like 57 now, but that's all right. I'll get him up there. I was doing some heroics. Uh, last thing, Wog. Yeah, we walked it up last week with some Eyeless. Yeah, it was fun. Um, we were, for some reason, the group wasn't really feeling, uh, doing, uh, a full Trip op, house, yeah. you know, and, and so we're like, well, somebody suggested Eyeless, and I was like, all right. So we went in there, did that. It was, we were at eight man at the time, right? Yeah, we had eight people, but we had like, two or three that were on the outside they're like oh well because they're watching us on stream right and so we were streaming and all that and then um was it hazik he was like he was like hey uh why don't we do the ping pong method i was like what are you what are you even talking about and he's like oh no it's no problem and <laughs> let me just give a shout out to hazik because he uh, this guy really really cool so what happened was this we were at eight guys we were doing this and then he we increased the group size he's all, okay go in make it 16 do this so i was like, all right i'm doing what i'm told yeah so, all, we, so we increased it to 16 we only had like 11 or 12 people and we're like are we gonna just get owned here well and he was a tank and i'm and he's like oh you're gonna tank because <laughs> chinook switched right. to dps right and i was like damn it so now i'm taking this thing and i don't know what he's talking about he's ping pong this that whatever and uh the funny thing about him that made me laugh. He's like, oh, you're going to be fine. And he it's very monotone. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, you're going to be great. Yeah, you got Okay, you, you guys are going to do this. Fine. And you're going to do this. And you're going to be great. And this is going to be great. And his enthusiasm and positivity did not come through in his voice. <laughs> but it definitely came through in when he needed to say something. Right. And it was really interesting the way we did it. So Yeah, yeah. evidently the, the cool thing is with Eyeless, if you don't let Eyeless stop, mm-hmm. then he doesn't drop circles on the ground and you don't get ads and you don't get the ads so the brilliant thing about this and we screwed up a couple times i almost wiped us at 15 percent. yeah you did but that was because my i hit the button one more time one more time and i shouldn't have um but between he and i as far as tanking he would he would start him drag him across the room and then i would take him and then i drag him across the room and then we just keep doing that and the whole time the dps is you know dpsing him down right, and the healers we, are trying to keep us alive right but we wait for you guys to do that two or three times because then you right. guys generate enough threat where we, no matter what we do, we don't get, we don't pull. Which is why we wiped once. But right. then because the, se- the second time, in too early. yeah, but the second time we didn't wipe and granted, I almost wiped us at 15% or 16, 15%. And it was because I, Hazik pulled him off of me. But then for some reason, as I was running, I hit the button again and I pulled him back. Right. And. DPS, everybody was confused. He was back on me. I was almost dead. And I was like, no, don't do it. It's my fault. It's my fault. But then has it got him off him, off me. And, and it worked out really well. It was a lot of fun. We downed him. Um, and we beat a 16 man ops boss with 11 or 12 dudes. Yeah. It was really cool. The, the one frustrating thing for me is <clears throat> that I'm a sniper. So all my powerful things are all done in a crouch. Right. And when the thing's constantly moving, especially in a large format like that, you can't do that right. until I until about halfway through the fight, I found this sweet spot, which was right in the middle. And because I was never generating threat, right. I could seriously, he could run over me and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> and so I just stayed in his path and I found this one spot where I could reach entirely to one end of the, the trail and then everything to the other end of the trail, except for about one second where he was out of my range. Nice. And that I could just stay in my crouch and I could just constantly snipe him and, and, uh, your, your, uh, bombard him and ambush and, and everything. And it was just like, nice. So constantly was just, it was awesome. So it was a lot of fun. We got him down and, um, walk. It's happening tonight. Yeah. Hopefully we're going to be doing some Dread Palace tonight. We will see. All right, man. So let's get to the news section. Uh, so there was something about upcoming bug fixes. So I think it was either Musco or Tate jumped in and said, I wanted to pop in and let you all know a few things we're looking to fix in, uh, the patch next week, which is, which happened a couple of days ago. Right. Um, and they said they don't have any dates or times yet, but they're working to get these things happening. So 212, 216 and 220 craft relics being buying on pickup. Um, which did happen in the patch, which I'll talk about. Um, it's possible we'll get in a state where you cannot complete chapter 10 
And so these are the things that they were talking about being complete. This was basically right after we recorded our last show. Right. Um, which is cool. And we'll have an update on that in just a second. And so Dread Fortress, uh, story mode reaches hands, Brontes are broke. All right. I don't understand this one all the way, but this is not fixed yet. So the team is aware of issues relating to some operations and flashpoint bosses. We're currently looking into, uh, looking to address these issues with game update point four point three. And we'll pass on any information as we have it. So this is interesting because there were some operation bosses and encounters that became bugged with the last with 4.1. Oh, really? And people weren't very happy about it because we're not getting new ops, but the ops that we have are Bugging, screwing up. Right. Right. So there was a brief follow up to this uh, today or yesterday. I can't remember. It says, I want to add some clarification to my original post. I mentioned that we are tra- targeting game update 4.3 to have these fixed. The reason I stay I stayed 4.3 is that this would give us a buffer of time to make, test, and implement the changes. However, I do want to note that we are actually quite hopeful that we can make the change for 4.2. In this instance, we want to play it safe, and I would rather tell you it is fixed sooner than you expected than say it's 4.2 and then push it out. So I'll continue to provide updates as we have them. So, well, isn't 4.3 uh, the April release with the Warzone? I believe so. So there, yeah, because 4.2 is next month's with uh, eternal update. championship. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So th- I mean, there's a lot of content coming out the next two months, and they're trying to put this in there too. Right. So uh, the rest of the stuff we have is is fairly minor. I get to the patch notes. Uh, this one I thought was interesting because I see this all the time when you go to the <laughs> when you go to the uh, forums. A lot of people put uh, their refer friend links in their signature lines. Yeah, I've noticed that. And um, and so but somebody asked, they said, "Hey, is this is this a cool thing to do?" This is against the, the terms of service. And, and Eric said, hey, having your referral link in your signature is a perfect place for it. And it's no way against the rules. We don't want to take any action against someone who has a referral link in their signature. So go for it. The only time it can get you into trouble, it's saying, is that if you're spamming it in threads and posting around the forums, um, that is something they consider against the rules. So right. if you're just, you know, if you're making your post and it's in your deal, you're good. So that's nice. So as long as you don't spam it itself, yeah. or you can spam anything else, and as long as it's in your signature, yeah. then you're fine. Then you're good. See? Look at you. Look at me finding ways around. Workarounds. Not that it's ever anything I'm going to do. I you don't even, even... You don't even go on or post in the forums. No, I don't. So there we go. Uh, all right. So let's get to the patch notes for 4.1b. This just happened on Tuesday. Right. And... Um, this was addressing some of the things that uh, I mentioned a second ago. So one of the things, uh, general, using the sort function, the cargo hold no longer causes item loss. And I made the, I knew this from last week, and I think I mentioned it last week. But the problem is, is that I still sort things sometimes, especially in my um, cargo hold if I have a lot of stuff. You know, the thing is, I, for somebody that's always complained about having too much stuff, I've never used the sort function. It doesn't do what you wanted to do ever. They need to figure out a different way to do it. Because you would think it would combine the whatever's similar in it. Right? It doesn't do that. Um, it just kind of moves things around. And and I don't know what this particular bug was or what was being lost, but I use a sort function a couple times. I think it had to be a certain a certain way you sort it. I think it was by quality. If you sort it by quality, right, that's what you said last it, week. It would it would bug it. Um, and I think I did that a couple times, uh-huh. forgetting that we talked about it. But I, you know, I didn't know what I lost, and it was just legacy gear stuff that I had a ton of. So, um, so that's fixed. In crew skills, a two sixteen, excuse me, two twelve, two two sixteen, and two twenty craftable relics are now bind unequipped as they were supposed to be. It is now possible to complete the alliance alert to find a finesman after starting chapter ten, and it is no longer possible to get into a state where you're unable to complete chapter 10 so those issues that we were talking about for the last right. couple of weeks seem to have been fixed so that's cool good. um the last thing here is the february subscriber reward email code so as we talked about at, with the last live stream they were saying that we were going to get uh 1050 cartel coins right for being a subscriber as of i think valentine's day or right the day after something i like remember that, that. So it says, I know there have been quite a few questions about when the February reward email will be going out. Many of you spotted the EA help article, which mentioned it would be sent out today. And that I think was today. This is uh, the 19th we're recording this. And it's our goal that the emails will be sent out today. However, it is possible they won't go out until tomorrow. So uh, if for some reason they're not going out by the end of today, I will make sure we post an update. I haven't seen an update yet. And this post might have been yesterday. So I'm hoping by the weekend everybody gets their their cartel coins. Which would be nice, right? That would be nice. I'm checking right now. Oh, so you do that. So uh, I just thought, since we're pretty much done with Slotor uh, right now, I just thought, do you do you want to wait until next week to talk about the story? 
chapter 10 story. Yeah, let's go ahead and hold off on that on next week because we want to let people get through it and we're, we don't want to spoil too much. No, 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 of course. And I, and I want to I don't want to not have spoiler tags on every part of our show. So plus I'd actually I wouldn't mind going through it. Uh, Republic. Yeah. And I, I same here. And I haven't done. Well, I haven't done any anything on the Republic side as far as Fallen Empire goes. So maybe I'll do that this week. So we will we'll, we will hold off on that for another week. If there's something Word. else, and I'm and while we have a minute here, uh, if there's something else that you want us to talk about, Swartor wise, suggestions for new segments or something that you would like to hear us specifically talk to in a discussion topic going forward, um, that's something that I would like to throw out to the community. So definitely let us know. Uh, hit us up on Twitter or email us or whatever, and uh, we'd be happy to do it. Yeah, let us know, because uh, we're always uh, interested in looking at new parts of the game that we don't always frequent, like, say, PvP. Yeah, I like PvP. I just haven't done it in a while. I seriously do need it, because I still haven't finished the uh, the Alliance uh, quest that has to do with 20 PvPs. Oh, yeah, or random challenges for us. That'd be cool, yep, too. That'd be nice. All right, so let's get to uh, let's get to Star Wars, unless you're... Uh, anything else, Voltorwise? Nope. Pew, 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 pew. I was raised to do one thing. One thing, fam. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Speaking of finishing, I got that beer done. All right, man. So let's get to Star Wars section. Now, we don't have a lot here. No. and and But what we do have is kind of cool. But the bulk of our show today will be pop culture, which is good. Yeah. we uh, With the first thing that we're going to talk about here, pretty much everyone's busy. So there's not a lot of news. <laughs> the reason they're busy is because episode eight is now filming. It's officially filming. And which is really exciting. Um, but we did get a casting announcement as well. Oh, awesome. Um, did you see this? I did not. Okay. So there's a casting announcement that goes along with episode eight of filming. Uh, we have, of course, the usual suspects. Uh, we also have new cast members, Benicio del Toro. Oh, awesome. Who, uh, is noted here that is not going to be returning for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which we have talked about before. Right. Because he plays the collector. Right. Uh, we have Laura Dern. Oh, I love Laura Dern. She played uh, uh, the uh, female lead in Jurassic Park. Oh, is that why? Okay, okay, cool. And we also have Kelly Marie Tran. Do you know who that is? That does not ring a bell. Okay, let's, let's uh, you know, the joy of not doing this live. So we have all the usual folks. We'll look up Kelly Marie Tran right now. But Laura Dern is exciting. Any ideas what she might be playing? You know, I really don't. Uh, unless she's introduced as the Skywalker love interest. Hmm, that could be she's interesting. She's a little young for it. Because Hamill's in his 60s, Dern's in her eh, early 50s, I think. So we have Kelly Marie Tran. She is known for uh, not much. Episode 8, uh, XOXO, that's in post-production. College humor stuff. Comedy, uh, yeah. She seems to be a comedian. A lot of online stuff, it looks like. Yeah, a lot of online stuff. Um, so interesting. She's Asian. So I'm wondering, I, yeah, I have no idea what she would be playing. That's pretty cool, though. Ooh, what if she's a descendant of Donnie Yen's character from oh, Rogue One? Okay, that could be interesting. That'd be kind of cool. That would be really neat. Okay, um, not so, that all people, not not that all Asian people in the Star Wars universe well, are related. Well, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, so I think that's it. I think that's really interesting. And the Laura Dern thing, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see that that being that far fetched as far as the age difference, because well, especially if. What it is, is it's not uh, Skywalker now, but it's Skywalker during the Knights of... Uh, oh, Knights of Ren time. Knights of Ren time, and so maybe she So that gets, would be a 20-year... Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, she was well, in... Not quite 20 years. Like oh, 10 yeah. Years. But she was in... Oh, Jurassic Park. I thought you said Jurassic World. Yeah, no, she was Jurassic in Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. I wonder. Well, there we are. Awesome. Dynamite dropping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm joking, dude. So, I, I mean, I, I like... I like the idea that we're able to start speculating a little bit. Um, I'm not familiar with the Asian girls, uh, you know, what she's done in the past at all. Right. But uh, what's the guy's name? But you said Johnny. Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. What, what is he supposed to be playing? Do we know? Uh, he's part of the crew in, in Rogue, Rogue One, One, right? Okay. And he's the guy that we, we well, actually, we just mentioned this in uh, Real Reviews. Right. That he's also cast in Triple X3. Right, right, right. Oh, that's right. That's why that was familiar. Yeah. I don't know. I think that'd be interesting to see. Uh, she's very young looking. Yes. And um, maybe she could be a friend of 
somebody. Yeah, I'm maybe I'm Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley, maybe or could be something like that. Maybe she could be one of the um, Jedi students at the academy. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Okay, that's exciting. I know so much we don't know. I wish I wish that they would tell us what they were playing, just so we could not do the speculation thing. But speculating is fun though too. A little bit, yeah. Uh, um, there's an article that uh, came out in Variety. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, it was called "How ILM Made the World Crumble in Star Wars: The Force Awakens." It's an interesting read. There's not a, a whole heck of a lot there. But, you know, it does round out our Star Wars news a little bit. It talks about um, their, how they did the, the world where yeah. the world was splitting. and but, but Mostly their hand in, in what makes makes Star Wars what it is. And I think that's important. Well, ILM came about from Lucas creating companies because like, cause ILM is Industrial Light and Magic. Exactly. Is, you know, Skywalker Sound. It's all these companies that he created because there was no other company that could do right. and what was needed. So one of the lines here says, once a simulator can handle the pr- and project how the Earth will move, uh, VXF teams don't have to do as much manual work. But at this point, the simulator just works with ground particles. So um, it's it's really neat how they do this stuff, man. And it always it always blows me away. So we have the link in the show notes for that, uh, for sure. All right. So I threw this in here. <laughs> I know. We just watched this. It was so funny. And we were watching this. Uh, I had this pocketed for a little over a week. And... And it says, watch the Doctor Who uh, Star Wars Force Awakens trailer. If you're a Doctor Who fan and you've been watching the, you know, 2008 reboot since, uh, not reboot, but the 2008. Was it 2005? Yeah. That was eight. Anyway, moving on uh, with Eccleston. Right. And uh, with Billy Piper. And it basically takes that trailer, <laughs> the audio from the trailer, but it slices Doctor Who lines on top of it. Right. So and, basically the background score. Yeah. But then it's. Doctor Who stuff, right? Exterminate and all that and all that kind of stuff. But it has little a, John Barrowman. But it has a couple of lines from Doctor Who that are the same as what is in the trailer, which I thought was kind of yeah, cool. it it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, so we have the link in the show notes for that too. Um, obviously we don't have a lot for Star Wars this week. Awesome, that's it for Star Wars. That can't be it. I can't go yet. All right. Well, we talked about it last <laughs> week in Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes that they're doing the Yoda event. Well, they started it, and it's really kind of convoluted how it goes about. But I, I was actually finally able to get all five Jedi. Oh, good for you! And all five were at two stars, so I was able to do the first two rounds. Now I'm uh, trying to level up Qui Gon and Ahsoka to get to three stars, so I can do the next round when it comes back. Nice. And I I still have my three Jedi. Um, I've almost unlocked uh, Windu as well. Oh, well, we haven't done podcast uh, corner. I am going to suggest um, this isn't a Star Wars uh, podcast, but um, there's a great podcast called Doom Buggies podcast. It's Doom D O O M. Oh, we've talked about that before. Buggies. We did we very early in our run. Um, it's done by a guy named Chef Mayhem, who's been doing the Doom Buggies. Uh, Haunted Mansion fan site for decades now, um, but he just released this week a uh, another podcast. Um, he puts them out very infrequently, like every few months. Um, but this one, he's got the uh, the creator of the Marvel uh, Haunted Mansion comic nice. run that's coming out next month. So, um, yeah, so check it out. Uh, I believe it's a Doom Buggies episode fifteen or thirteen. And, uh, yeah, just check it out if you're interested in, uh, in any of our comics at all. Yeah, but I want to get back to that one and we'll do comics again soon. We have real reviews coming. Uh, we have more content coming for sure. Uh, and always more to come. We have convention, conventions, which we're, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, we have all kinds of stuff coming. So although Swotor and Star Wars were short this week, um, you know, we always have more stuff coming. Absolutely. So look out for that. Shall we get to, let's go on to pop, pop culture. culture? He said as he looks for the bumper. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. And and I'm I'm glad that bumper is still our bumper because God, that show is good. The whole I'm, Berlanti versus it, it really is, and I cannot wait to go back to that. So we'll go back to that when Legend uh, uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow is done. Yes, I think we'll go back to that. Um, I also have a couple things in there about this this week as well. And I'm caught up. The wife and I just caught up on Arrow and, um, so and good. the Flash. And so both of those are phenomenal. So bef- as a precursor to future us talking about the Berlanti verse again, uh, definitely catch up on Flash, Arrow, Constantine, if you can. Supergirl. DC's Legend of Tomorrow, Supergirl and Behind On, which I will catch up on soon. Vixen. And Vixen, which I have some news on here in a couple minutes too. So first thing I want to talk about is a touchy feely thing. 
Did you see this? Uh, so Robert, oh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. makes Iron Boy an honorary Avenger. Oh, This made me almost cry. So <laughs> definitely check out uh, the link in the show notes. Uh, there was a kid, you know, part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Right. He's in the suit. He makes him an honorary. Av- I mean, I can't even talk about it. Okay. So definitely check it out. It's a really cute story. Um, really good story. And it's one of those things that, you know, De- Robert Downey Jr. does, you know, uh, Chris Evans, uh, Chris um, Pratt. Pratt. And these guys who, you know, they're doing, they're, they're the superheroes on film, you know, but when they take it outside and they do it in, uh, you know, in the make a wish and in costume and, and, and they're really bringing up these kids who are, are really not long for this world. And it's really, it's amazing. It's really cool. So definitely check that out. Should we talk about conventions really quickly? We don't have anything in here, but I just thought we'd throw it out there. We are still toying with the idea of a meetup. Yeah, we we should definitely do. I'm going to keep saying this for, uh, Comic Con, Star, uh, you know, San Diego Comic Con, but then we have, uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con coming up in a few weeks. Exciting. So, uh, we're excited and we'll have more news on that for sure. Back to the future. Back to the future. All right. So let's get to TV. The Game of Thrones coming back. I'm excited. Do you know why? Why? Cause it's freaking good. I am still on season one. God damn it, dude. So let me just tell you, I've read all the books. We're up to the date on the seasons and, the, the show's phenomenal. And season six, there's a teaser out called Hall of Faces. And not to spoil anything for you, but you're way behind. Um, where they talk about there's a voiceover and it goes to different faces of people who have passed. And if you were caught up on the books or seen the show, there is, um, Arya, Arya Stark's character, uh, goes to this temple and they're able to put on faces of other people. And the trailer is phenomenal. Definitely check it out. It's badass. Very cool. So there's that. Did another trailer this? that, well, not yet, but another trailer that launched this week was Orphan Black 4. Oh, yeah. Uh, cause season four starting up in the middle of April. Nice. And so, uh, they've, uh, it's funny when that, I can't remember which website announced it, but they said, yeah, and it's starring Tatiana Mazzani and Tatiana Mazzani and Tati Mazzani. <laughs> Don't forget the supporting characters of Tatiana Mazzani, <laughs> Tati Mazzani and Tatiana Mazzani. I wonder if in she's case, in it. In case you forgot that all those different characters are the same actress. And it's easy to forget. It is because she's so brilliant. Which is the brilliance of that, of that show. And I'm, I'm, I love that show so much. Yeah, I can't I mean, wait for it to come back. And as much as I love Felicity Jones, I'm still slightly disappointed that Tati Mazzani lost out to her for I the know. lead role in Rogue One. So I'm hoping the Star Wars universe brings her back in somehow. I hope so too, man. She's, she's a brilliant actress and, um, she's shown some sort of range. I mean, in Orphan Black. Oh, just think? a little bit. A little bit. I mean, she only plays like eight characters and you can't tell they're all her. Right. So there's that. Um, so I put the, so if you're caught up on Arrow, minor spoilers, if you're not, um, if you're caught up on Arrow as of this week, there was a quick little, this is next week on Vixen, on Vixen, on Arrow. Spoil, I buried the lead a little bit, obviously. <laughs> um, there, they show Vixen. Awesome. And I can't remember the actress's name right now. I'll bring it up. But, uh, We've talked about Vixen right, because in animated only, form. Right, because uh, the um, uh, CW right. is doing uh, – they did a six-episode run last summer, and they're bringing those back, I think, this summer of uh, the Vixen cartoon. Right. and Which included uh, appearances by The Flash and Arrow. And her name is Meglin E.K.? Meglin? says guest star Meglin E.K. Cool. So – She's, she looks cool. And I just thought that was really cool after all our conversations. And then we finished, I just watched this last night. And then I was like, I rewound. I was like, who is that? Who is that? And it's like, uh, she's known as Vixen. I was like, no way. So I'm really hoping this, this, this actually sparks a, a show of her own. Yeah, which Vixen is really cool for a couple of different reasons. Uh, it's different in the Berlanti verse that she is actually from a real city. Right. Cause she's from Detroit. Right. Um, also her powers is very kind of cool. She has like a, a talisman and it allows her to take the form of, or not necessarily the form cause she doesn't change right shape, but the abilities of different animals. Yeah. So she can take over like an That's eagle really and cool. then she can fly. She can be a panther and jump and you know what I mean? It's really kind of cool. I do. It's gonna be awesome. All right, man. Uh, so let's get to movies. Movies. We have a bunch of stuff here. Some of it is going to run together, but, uh, Basically, let's start with the Deadpool. It, it's a, this, the name of this article is Deadpool owns Fifty Shades of Grey, best February preview opening ever. So that's not a surprise. No, not at all. 
it's a huge release. It wins. And it basically doubled projections because they were projecting like 75 million and I'm making like 148 million or something in the opening week. Right. And actually, I have a little follow up to that in a couple minutes, but let's get to this other thing. So, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, that has started filming. And it's official that Kurt Russell will be joining the cast. That's awesome. There's a weird, you know, these petitions keep coming up, right? Right. The, have you heard about this one for Nova? No. <laughs> uh, so, a petition launches for Richard Ryder as Nova for Avengers Affinity War. I don't know who Richard Ryder is, do you? Uh, no, I do not. Hold on, let's see. Richard Ryder fans have launched a petition requesting the inclusion of fan favorite Marvel character Richard Ryder Nova. Oh, Richard Ryder is the character. Got it. Nova's okay. The, yeah. Right. Okay. In the Avengers Affinity War. So there's a petition you can sign if you're into that. I don't know enough about this to really talk about it. Neither do I, except for I did get Nova in Marvel Puzzle Quest. <laughs> I did too. He's a little. He's like a little kid. Yeah, this is interesting. They have a whole thing on this. There's some art and some other stuff. So yeah, check it out if you're into it. If you're that passionate about it, sign the petition. Do it. I dare you. Cool. I dare you. Taron Egerton, rumored for Jason Todd in Batman vs. Superman Justice League Universe. Interesting. Let's see what this is. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. That's this guy. Um, so a new rumor has hit the net regarding Jason Todd in the DC Cinematic Universe. So the latest has it that the star of Kingsman, Secret Service, uh, Taron Egerton, is being eyed for the role of Jason Todd in the Batman vs. Superman and Justice League movie universe. Okay, I don't know DC well enough to know who Jason Todd is. Well, I don't either. But that said, he's uh, <clears throat> in the comics, Jason Todd happens to be Nightwing okay. and the Red Hood. Interesting. So I don't know how the connection is. I'm not as familiar with Nightwing and Red Hood. But I think that'd be really cool to see those things come on the screen. For Absolutely. Sure. So there's that. That's going to be neat. Uh, Ghostbusters teaser, tra- teaser trailer is supposed to be coming soon. Awesome. I cannot wait to get, I mean, I'm so looking forward to Ghostbusters. I'm more excited about it than I thought I'd be. Well, I, d- I love most McCarthy. I love Kristen Wiig. And I have some other stuff here in merchandise that comes from that too. Right. Chris uh, Hemsworth is just, you know. Yeah, he's going to be fine. You know, you see him store and everything. He does have some comedic relief in that, but he is a funny guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be good. Uh, Todd McFarlane has finished the new Spawn uh, movie script. Yeah, I heard about this. I yeah. mean, he is long time been wanting to bring this to the big screen. Yeah. So, and Spawn, I think it's dark. It's cool. I think it's going to be fun. You like any dark uh, fantasy yeah, stuff? Pretty much. Let's see. Final Batman vs. Superman trailer. Oh. We threw this in here because we watched it earlier. Yeah. You know, I almost didn't want to watch I was like, oh, it's just going to be recut footage. And then I'm like, uh, no. Yeah, you, almost, you almost didn't want to watch it. And then we watched it. And the first, I don't know, over half of it is Batman owning some dudes in a warehouse. Right. And... Dude, he literally throws this guy so far, <laughs> so hard into the floor, his head goes through the floor. Like he punches him down and his head goes into the, into the floor. And it was kind of cool because, and I have another thing about Alfred here in a minute, but Alfred drops him off on the second floor instead of the third right. floor where everybody is. He bursts up through the floor, starts owning some fools, busting heads. Um, but I, I like the approach of this Batman to where it's like, not only is he punching them and they're like, Oh my God, I got punched. He's punching them, and then that's it for them. Right. They are being thrown backwards, thrown into the ground, and and being fully owned. And and then after the fight, when he's talking to Alfred, he mentions how old he feels. Right. And he's like, he's oh, man. Because he's an older Batman now. <laughs> and it's, but not only that, he says that after he just punched a guy. What was he doing before? I Were their heads right? exploding before? You know? So I thought you that was pretty cool. just look at him and their heads explode. Yeah, and then that's it. Um. The other thing that was kind of neat uh, in the trailer was um, there was the moment there was some new Gal Gadot footage. Yeah. Um, and there was also some uh, the moment of Batman Superman trying to punch Batman and him stopping. OK, that was Superman. That was badass. That was badass in the fact that he's Superman and, and Batman, Batman is a man, man. Yeah. <laughs> he stopped Superman's punch fist. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. I also love the part where. Superman is just standing there in the middle of like a parking lot or whatever, and Batman comes in and sideswipes him oh, with right. the Batmobile, and it just bounces off and totally <laughs> demolishes the Batmobile. Oh, that was good. Yeah, no, it's 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 a trailer worth watching for sure. It's it a lot of fun. It, it re- actually, that trailer out of any of them has gotten me wanting to watch it more. Okay, so now that we're talking about this and we're excited about this, I have, yeah, it's coming up in six weeks. I have a bunch of stories um, that are kind of all meld together after this, and then we'll wrap it up with merchandise. But um, 
so there's some weird rumors going out there about um, Batman v Superman. Really? And one of them is uh, Warner Brothers is worried about Batman v Superman because of popcorn Marvel movies. And so there's there's that. There's suits being nervous. These are just some titles of some of some uh, right. uh, articles. And there was also uh, some an algorithm out there about the prediction that Batman v Superman is going to flop. Okay. Now, there's some weird stuff about this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, it also makes you wonder what they consider a flop. Exactly. So, uh, Warner Brothers worried about Batman v Superman because of popcorn Marvel movies. So, there's this thing that says, uh, the site goes on to suggest, uh, Warner Brothers may be nervous that since Batman v Superman isn't popcorn fluff, meaning a Marvel film, audiences won't understand the movie. Um, it also kind of tries to bridge, bring that in line with, uh, Man of Steel. Saying like not everybody understood what Man of Steel was trying to do, kind right. of thing. I think there's two things about this. One, two reasons why I don't think it'll fail. Um, one, it's launch. It's ba- I mean, even though technically Man of Steel launches the the DC universe, very much like Iron Man launched the MCU. Right. Man of Steel was not a happy-go-lucky action film like Iron Man. It wasn't. Right. And, right. And it's just Zack Snyder's a different director than John Favreau. It's just the way it goes. But. When they made Iron Man, you could almost tell they were really trying to launch a Marvel concept. Right. Whereas with, with, uh, with Man of Steel, they'd already made Superman Returns. They'd already done the, the, um, the Christopher Nolan trilogy with Batman. You just, with the Dark Knight trilogy, you just didn't know if this was just another film or if it was right. going to be the beginning of something. Now that we know it is the beginning of something, this is much more in line with like Avengers and that it's bringing multiple properties together but it's launching a much wider universe right and so i think that's why it won't fail i'm actually going to be shocked if it doesn't make 400 million i mean will it make 900 million of, of force awakens no it's hard it's hard uh, yeah but i think it'll make 400 million it's not going to make the 500 million of, of avengers i don't think well there's something else here in, in a minute i'll talk about but it says i've been told warner brothers wanted man of steel to hit a billion dollars at the box office immediately following man of steel opening there was talk straight up uh sequel of being superman being the focus However, if Man of Steel box office performance slowed, that's when they added Batman. And then there's that whole idea of like, okay, because Man of Steel didn't do what it was supposed to do, now let's do this. And then they added Wonder Woman. Now we have Apocalypse. Now we have all of these, not Apocalypse. Yeah, Apocalypse, right? Um, Doomsday. 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 Um, We have all of these other things added to it in order to make sure that it is going to be a success, right? Well, I don't, but on the other hand, I don't think they're doing that just for the sake of having more characters in it. Well, it's kind of to widen the audience too, right? Isn't it? Well, a little bit just because, you know, you're going to be, I mean, obviously they're targeting females with Wonder Woman. Right. So they are targeting different fan bases, but I think it's more in that they're just, they're seriously just trying to launch their own universe. Okay. And, and I'm with you on that. So what do you think about this? So there's another story. Um, this was a few days ago. And this is the suits are nervous thing. And it says, we've all heard the rumor um, Warner Brothers is worried about Batman v Superman. Then we all heard the perceived notion Warner Brothers concerned about Batman, uh, about the popcorn Marvel movie audience. And now Latino Review is adding their two cents. So Latino Review, I mean, you know, we can go wherever we want with this. But according to the site, concerned is a better word than worried, which makes sense uh, as Batman v Superman is a new movie with a super high budget. Check this out. It is said that the budget for Batman v Superman has ballooned north of $400 million. And for the movie to be considered a success, it would have to make more than a billion dollars at the box office. So, I mean, well, again, eh. one that's worldwide. Okay, and I think that's I think it's a, a foregone conclusion that it's going to make a billion worldwide. Well, it also says according to an insider, problems could arise with Batman v Superman is similar to Man of Steel, and it could split the audience. Um, and saying that Man of Steel was a universal crowd pleaser, obviously we know that. Um, do you think that's going to continue with this? That's kind of where they're going with this article. So I, I don't know, man. I I think. I think as far as I'm concerned, as far as the trailers and the hype behind it and the marketing behind it, I think they're going to do okay because people are going to go check it out. So if everybody goes and checks it out, that has gone and checked out Deadpool or Ant-Man or or any of these other Marvel, or not Marvel, uh, uh, comic movies, then I think we'll be yeah, okay. Yeah, well, with a main difference is, is that DC has actually been around longer than Marvel. Right. And... Just overall, Marvel is a much sunnier universe. DC is a dark universe. Yeah. It, it always has been. I mean, even if you go back to Superman, I mean, the original Superman comics, um, that, that came out in the thirties, they were dealing with depression and, yeah. 
not not depression, but the depression and uh, the rise of government and the rise of big business. And it, it dealt with real world issues. I mean, granted, Iron Man did, too, with like Iron Man was dealing with the Vietnam War. And sure, sure. But it's not it's really interesting where I think you get much more relatable superheroes in DC I, I, because I, they're much more human. I think you're right. And this is the idea of. One of the things that I teach and that I love about comics and storytelling is the anti-hero. You have a lot more anti-heroes, I think, with the DC properties. You have, um, for example, uh, Green Arrow. Just, we're talking about Berlanti stuff, right? The Green Arrow is, especially in the beginning, an anti-hero, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's very Robin Hood-esque. I mean, that's what he's, he's patterned after. Exactly. And, uh. Well, and he's also a, almost a mirror image of Bruce Wayne. Right. Um, but you also have, you know, I, I think, I think the idea of the anti-hero is important. And I think that, uh, any property, like, of course, you know, Deadpool is an anti-hero. Oh, uh, absolutely. Um, Punisher. Um, these, these, I, these ideas are, 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 are important. And I think because the, the reason the anti-hero is so popular is because we can relate to them. It's because they have flaws. It's because they're dealing with things that we deal with. Superman isn't dealing with the same problems that we're dealing with. You know what no. I mean? And, and it's it's because not only is he an alien, he's almost invincible, you know, and none of us are invincible. And we have this the I, and this is one of the things that I talk about in my discussions with the heroes and antiheroes is the fact that we relate to antiheroes and and some heroes more than others like Batman um, and, and 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 that kind of thing, because they're fallible, because they they flaw. They they have they're dealing with love interests and parent issues and things that we're all dealing with day to day. And Superman isn't dealing with these things. So right. I think that's interesting. Um, yeah. And it's also kind of interesting because um, I mean, Deadpool and Punisher on the Marvel side are vigilantes, right? Absolutely. But you have more of that on DC, mm-hmm. right? Because you have Batman, you have arrow, you have um, these guys who are vigilantes as well. Exactly. But the, I think the reason being is, you know, how do I put this? Uh, Deadpool and, 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 and Punisher are vigilantes because they, they lost somebody. Right. Right. It's very similar to like Batman and Arrow. But on the Marvel side, it's not always about that. Right. I mean, like Fantastic Four, it's a, it's more, it's much more teams. Right. DC, you've got Justice League and all that stuff, but you don't have as many sub teams. You right. don't have. The Avengers, the X-Men, the Defenders, the right. Guardians of the be, Galaxy. Right. They always have a support group almost, it sounds, it seems like, right? Other people to, you know, talk to, relay, you know, and, and, and be there for them. Right. right. And almost everybody on the DC side is dealing with a major loss. I mean, right. even Superman is dealing with the loss of his planet. Right. Batman, the loss of his parents. Arrow, the loss of his father, the, you know, Wonder Woman, really the loss of her, uh, society's ideals of, of defense. And, right. You know, they're all dealing with major loss or a lack of a home or a lack of belonging, whereas in, it seems like in the Marvel universe, to me at least, yeah, it's more about fi- finding your own voice in a group. Yeah, okay. Instead of not having a group to belong with to begin with. I'm with you, man. And there's another article in here. And, and again, these are, these are these type of articles where it's like, I don't know where the truth is. Right. I don't know why it matters, but it's, it gives us some, it, it gives, People like us a springboard a little bit. And this other one says uh, it's predicted to flop by computer scientists, Batman v Superman, meaning, which is interesting. There's this algorithm out there, apparently, that can compile these things and figure out between audience and interest and blah, blah, blah. It'll say where the movie's going to do well. This is so subjective and so weird to me. Yeah, well, I mean, and, let's also just say, like they said, they forecasted right. Deadpool to make $75 million. What? But, and that's the interesting part about this article, is that this... This algorithm in this form didn't come out till after Deadpool. And so right. I, there's no way to predict what Deadpool did. Okay. And if, so that's why I think this whole thing is kind of bunk. Uh, if this algorithm was around in 1997, do you think it would have <laughs> forecasted that Titanic would have done over 600 million? Right. Avatar, for that matter. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, so, and, and so I, I find these articles kind of humorous, but at the same time, it's, it gives us something to talk about. You know, I didn't predict us to go down that route that we just went down, but I think this is important and, and it's fun. This is why I like doing this. Yes. So let's get to the last part here. So, uh, there was, remember we talked about last week, there was a good morning America thing yeah. for Batman v Superman. Nothing exactly. happened. Are you serious? Yeah. So <laughs> apparently 
let me open this up because uh, <laughs> it basically said there was an interview with uh, Ben Affleck and Harry Ca- Cavill. Affleck and Cavill appeared in a short interview with no new footage and nothing new really offered. And it says they joked about Affleck getting advice from Clooney. It couldn't be repeated. And Bale having a, uh, a zipper in the bad suit as well as how they can make Batman fighting soups, as Cavill referred to Superman, work on the big screen because they have a story to tell. They all laughed. That's it. Like, don't. So the hype machine is obviously flawed because. Right. It was basically a junket. They were trying to make make this be something that it wasn't. And right. it turned out to be nothing. They have to be careful with stuff like this, because if. Especially if you're going to uh, tune into Good Good Morning America, nobody watches morning shows anymore. Honestly, well, nobody watches morning shows. Not anymore. the people that are going to watch Batman versus Superman. That's my point. So you're going to try to hype the uh, viewership of Good Morning America now, because on, of this? Like if this had been on Jimmy Fallon. That's something else. Completely different. That's something else. We would have been okay with it. But you're going to make me tune into and or download or acquire Good Morning America on my own time. Which and, starts 4 a.m. Uh, 4 a.m. our time. Which I'm never going to watch. And or not going to get unless something like this is happening and then I get it and there's nothing. Uh, you got to be careful with that, guys. Right. Um, last thing here, uh, we, which we did talk about on our, on our latest real reviews, which will come out probably after this. Uh, Fox teases are rated for Wolverine three. Yeah. And we, we were talking about how, um, it's really thanks to Deadpool because Deadpool required it. Right. And, we, and it's like how, we don't think Wolverine was ever fully fleshed out because it couldn't reach that right. point. And, and this makes me excited. I'd rather see a rated R Wolverine movie than a PG 13. Can you mention a rated R Punisher movie? Oh my God. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. So let's, let's wrap this up with merchandise as we always do. Um, there's a bunch of links in here I have in here about Funko stuff. Oh, did they do Funko Suicide Squad? Yeah, dude. Did you see this? No. Oh, it's amazing. I so, want the Deadshot and Harlequin right okay, now. Okay, so Funko uh, Suicide Squad uh, figures revealed. So <laughs> check these bad boys out. <laughs> okay, the Joker, the Jared Leto Joker with the tattoos. And that stuff. looks cool. Oh, does it show his teeth? Yep. It's got the teeth. And then uh, Harley Quinn has the, uh, the the bat, the ponytails, and the ponytails. Uh, this is going to be sick. And then there's some plushies and stuff here too. Oh, those are dorbs. And then the dorbs one too. So, um, yeah, I, man, I like the Harley Quinn dorbs. Yeah, that's going to be cool. And then so speaking of the Funko stuff, there's a bunch of other stuff in here. So new Funko rock candy line uh, revealed. So they're really not going to stop. No. And I don't have any money for this. So these, I was very curious to see what you thought of this. Cause this is, this doesn't really seem fun. Koei to me, like as far as pops, like, cause I'm used to the pop stuff, I guess. Yeah. Well, they just have their different lines and this is just yeah. their new line. And this is, this is very, I think this is something that is really going to appeal to the female audience for sure. Well, yeah. What I love about what Funko does is they have all their variants. Yeah. Because like here, the, the, right now, what we saw in this new line is we see, we're seeing the two new, um, two Wonder Woman ones. Right. And you see one is like the quintessential Linda Carter stars and stripes ones, but then you see the new Gal Gadot. Right. Very. Right matted in uh, like almost brick red and bronzish not yellow and red you know right, what i mean right so very very kind of cool so i really like that um also you got your new deadpool box this week What'd i you did think? oh man it was so cool speaking of funko uh i got my deadpool box and and i i plan on doing the smuggler's bounty and maybe the firefly one as well but I'm saving money up for, you know, open reg and, and all that stuff, which is this weekend, which we didn't talk about earlier, but right. we're, we're getting there. But they gave one of the Deadpool dorbs and then they had the, the, the Funko Deadpool the pop one, yeah. and they had the pop. And then they had, there was a plushie in there. There was a comic in there, a t-shirt, uh, a t-shirt, a pin and a patch, a pin and a patch. And for 30 bucks ish, totally worth it. Yeah. I, and uh, I got, super cool. I cannot wait. Yeah. I got my first smuggler's bounty a few weeks ago and I talked about that, that I got the, the resistance one with the Chewbacca pop one. Yeah. They sent the first order one, which has the Captain Phasma and the tower, uh, the first order type uh, fighter pilot. Right. Um, and it never got to me. <sighs> um, but, uh, I, I contacted smuggler's bounty and they have another one coming out. Good. I'm so glad. All and right. I should be getting my Deadpool one this week. And speaking of, uh, let's continue this. Uh, Funko revealed uh, some within their Ghostbusters line. They have a Funko a Marshmallow Man, and they 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 they've kind of shown some of the there's some rumors out there, and I didn't dive too much into it because I don't like to know all the spoilers, right? But there's some spoilers of because of this line, the Funko line. They're alluding to some of the um the villains 
for, oh, okay. for, for Ghostbusters. So I'm not going to say it on the mic, but right. definitely check out the links. And there's some other ones, too, that are pretty cool. Very cool. Um, speaking of merch. And th- this is one thing I love about Funkos, because they go outside of the genre stuff. Because Absolutely. Like, they have a they have a whole uh, line of uh, the Friends cast as Funko. Do they really? Yeah. Huh. They've got Seinfeld. They've got, they have such a wide range of pop culture properties. Right. And, and so speaking of first look at Captain America, Civil War, Marvel Legends figures. Now these are cool. Okay. Um, are these more in the style of, uh, this is, toys uh, and yeah. So this is, uh, let's see. Marvel Legends line is hit the net from Toy Fair featuring Captain America, Iron Man, Scarlet Witch, etc. So, um, this is high end Marvel Legends Captain America Civil yeah, War. So yeah. So this is kind of in the more I don't think it's quite sideshow but more level, like a but black label. Yeah, like maybe yeah, maybe a black line of uh yeah. of Star Wars characters. But look how cool this is. Yeah, the Scarlet Witch looks oh wow. These are all cool. I mean these, oh, Black Panther looks bad. How cool is that? Uh yeah, so there there's some the we have the link in the show notes. It's definitely cool. Uh I don't know what the price point on these things are. Too much. I, I it's gonna, <laughs> And look, I'm not buying Funko stuff for a reason, too, so there's that. Um, okay, you know what I just thought about? <laughs> that there's got to be a Funko booth at Silicon Valley Comic Con. Yeah. We're right, going. Let's check it out. All right, last thing here, man, Um, as far as Funko. uh, Force Awakens, Green Arrows, Falcon, Cyborg, and lots more. So there, these are like images from a catalog for pop vinyl figures um, that are in the works for Force Awakens, nice. DC Cyborg, Power Girl, firestorm a team all kinds of stuff oh, so, nice firestorm yeah so there's a bunch of stuff in here uh these are concepts apparently but they're in the works hannibal murdoch uh oh, 18 yeah it's gonna be cool that's it man awesome that's yeah. all i got no good show yeah i think that's it let's let's get out of here shall we wrap it up wrap it up so thanks for tuning in the usual podcast we welcome all feedback so if you have comments or questions you can find us at the usual podcast.com email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com and of course we're on facebook google plus pinterest instagram and Swartor network i'm at darth pops on twitter will is at imo griggs we're on itunes stitcher radio and google play so take the time give us positive ratings we love that on all any social medias that you can get your hands on and of course audibletrial.com slash usual podcast patreon.com slash usual podcast give us a buck or two an episode get a free book on us from audible we also have wabi parker and of course gamefly if you want to check those out all of those on our support us page on our website at the usual yep and i guess that's it we'll see you next week can't wait see you guys next week boom